Shapes We Make, the podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Kate. And we're the co-creators of Shapes We Make. Check us out online at www.shapeswemake.com. We've got a lot of fun new articles up there. And today you're listening to Body Love and Brain Power, an interview with our special guest, the engineer and athlete, Lucy Cheadle. So, Lucy, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Of course. We're delighted. (laughs) So So, delighted. (laughs) To give some background on Lucy's amazing story, she's been a runner for nine years. Um, She ran in Division Three at Washington University in St. Louis for four years and is now doing her fifth year. No, you just finished your fifth year. Just finished her fifth year at running D1, Division One at CU Boulder, where she's also pursuing her master's in environmental engineering. So this girl's got body and brain happening. <laughs> she's a triple threat. Yeah, those are two things. <laughs> but she's a triple threat. Yeah, all around badass. So we wanted to ask her about following her goals, because she's been following her goals for a long time, where she gets her determination and her dedication to the environment. Yeah, which is, especially being an engineer, an environmental engineer, like, that's awesome and rare. And a female engineer, that's also rare. So we're very curious to hear about that. So, Lucy, how did you get started with running? Well, actually, it was from Lily. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Um, I was going to play soccer, but I went to soccer practice and the girls weren't very nice. Um, (laughs) So I decided to run instead. I didn't think I'd be any good at it, um, but I just had fun and took to it. And you found that you had a natural talent and that you liked it. Yes, I did. And then you just kept on pursuing it? Pretty much. I mean, I, I decided to run at Wash U, and then I fell in love with the steeplechase, which is my event now. What is a steeplechase? Steeplechase is a track race. It's three kilometers, and there's wooden barriers and a water jump every lap. Wow. So it's like the horse event, but people. <laughs> <laughs> and what's, what have you found really challenging about being uh, such an intense runner and running all so much? Um, I think, I mean, the hardest part is just staying healthy and taking care of yourself, and that's, you know, the most important thing to getting better is being able to take care of yourself and recover properly. Um, So that's probably the hardest thing with balancing that with school Mm -hmm. at the same time. And that's something, like, we would love to hear more about because we talk a lot of the shapes you make about body love and self-care, but as an athlete, like, you really need to know how to be in tune with your body and, like, take the best care of it. So, like, what interesting tips or advice would you have for really honoring your body I think it's so important to just know yourself because you know even within your team everybody's limits are different and what people can push through and you know when something's just sore and you need to do a better job of stretching it and rolling it out or whether it's like an injury and you need to take a day off like I think the hardest thing for runners is to be like I need to take a day off and just Mm -hmm. rest and that's like something I've learned to do over the years that makes sense because you're pushing your body, but you need to know where is your limit and when mm-hmm. are you pushing too hard. Right. Yeah, and when a pause is beneficial, like yeah. when taking that breath is needed. What's your favorite thing about running? <laughs> it's so hard to pick. <laughs> <laughs> 
I guess there's like two sides to it for me. There's like the competitive goal setting aspect, which I love that like every day it's like I have a, a purpose and I can take a step forward towards a specific goal and it's very tangible. So it's like, mm. you know, whether that's cross training or resting for a day or like doing a hard workout every day, you're like doing something towards your goals. Um, and then I also just love the community. Like pretty much every single one of my friends has been through running and like it's just let me meet so many new people and go to different places and like being part of a team is like having a second family and Mm -hmm. I definitely love that about running. Runners are always the nicest people. (laughs) (laughs) They really are. (laughs) Um, What has running taught you about or what has being an athlete taught you about like nutrition and feeding your body well? Definitely a lot because you have to be a lot more in tune with it than I think than the average person and that you know you can really feel the difference like I'm know my body so well that like if I eat crap for a day I can really feel it or if like you know you just can't let yourself get hungry because your body needs so much fuel in order Mm -hmm. to like perform at its best and just to recover and so just really the importance of eating like good wholesome foods and at the right times too I think that's a difference between runners um you know knowing how to fuel before and after you work out is so Mm -hmm. important um do you ever find it challenging? Because I know this is something that a lot of people, whether athletes or not, find very challenging is like trying to eat wholesome foods, but then maybe feeling like, oh no, I messed up, or like, oh no, I didn't do it right today. Like, yeah. how yes. do you work with that? Yeah, type of thing? I mean, I think that like, female distance runners, it's like one of the main challenges of the sport is, you know, having a healthy body image and really taking care of yourself for mm-hmm. the amount that you're asking of your body. And I think it takes a certain level of, of confidence um, to know, to not compare yourself to other people mm. and just to like know that you're asking so much of your body, you need to treat it right. And like, even if you don't look exactly like the girl who's maybe running faster than you, like trust what you're doing. Mm. Yeah. Which is really hard. It's something like, it's not like you ever learn it and it's over. It's right. like it's an it's ongoing practice. You're constantly yeah. learning. And yeah. that, I feel like, applies to everyone, whether you're an athlete right. or not. Like, yeah. trust that you know what's right for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that's really cool about watching you as an athlete is you ask so much of your body and you give back to it so much. Mm. Like, you know, you feed it what it wants to be fed and, mm. like, you know, a lot of really good food and you know how much rest to give it. And it's cool yeah. that, like, you and your body are having this kind of symbiotic relationship yeah. where you're not just like, no, like, yeah. go, go, go harder. Right. You're, like, treating it with love. It's like a form yeah. of body it's love. And I think reciprocal. part mm. of that with, with what you said earlier, too, like, it's important to sometimes treat it, too. Like, mm. when you're a runner and, you know, you're always, like, you're so regimented and you're, like, maybe healthy, healthy, yeah. like, everything's so, like, planned out. Sometimes being, like, I'm going to go get ice cream and, like, you know, treating yourself in that way is yeah. something that's important not to forget about, too. Yeah. What's your favorite treat? <laughs> Probably ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> Definitely ice not cream. Not much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't grow out of that. <laughs> so you recently... Um, were nominated for this really amazing award for Woman of the Year. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, that was a huge honor. Um, that was something that happened this year um, after my career at WashU. And the award is basically, it's trying to like honor holistic athletes. So it's like someone who's been successful both in the classroom and in their sport and in their community. So they like factor in all those things with their nominations. And there was like 5,000 nominees. Wow. Um, and they took the top 30, and I was one of them, and we got to go to um, Indianapolis for like a banquet. Um, and the whole weekend, it was a really cool experience because they really, 
they tried to make it like a special weekend for us where like they brought in speakers of like powerful women like one woman was a announcer on ESPN she was like the first baseball wow. female announcer and just stuff like that um and they helped us like bond as a group like I got to yeah. know all the other honorees and it was just so cool because they're such like they're, like the amazing like most accomplished women but everyone was so friendly and like we still talk to each other and it was a really cool experience that's awesome to me because I think people have this fear that like there's not enough for everybody you know, like, there can only be one good woman yeah. <laughs> yeah. to, like, compete for them. <laughs> and I love that you all just, like, enjoyed spending time together and soaking yeah. up each other's mutual success because that just multiplies yeah. all the yeah. good stuff that's happening. That's so cool. Well, congrats yeah, on that. Now we can save him a friend with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Free ice cream, please. <laughs> Do you think there's something special about, like, not just being nominated for, like, athlete of the year, but, like, specifically a woman? I think so, and that was kind of something to emphasize, you know, is, like, honoring the women who, you know, there's no Man of the Year award, but, like, <laughs> just being, I thought it was cool, too, you know, you get a trophy from winning a race, but being honored for who you are as a person, mm. and not just, like, hey, you won nationals, like, it, I, it was a lot more meaningful, I think, right. and how they really looked into, like, you know, the whole picture, because as, like, a Division three student-athlete, that's, like, our goal is to be well-rounded people, yeah. so... That's that so cool. cool. Well, we're all about that at Shapes You Make, the holistic <laughs> view of things, you know? Totally. When you're only focusing on one area of your life, the other ones can kind of atrophy, and it's cool that they're honoring, you know, Whether the brain power. A whole woman. Yeah, a whole woman. <laughs> a whole lot of women. A whole lot of women. <laughs> a whole lot of women. <laughs> a lot. A lot. <laughs> so you're also a female engineer, and that's something that's pretty rare. Um, how did you get interested in engineering? Well, I was always really passionate about, like, environmental issues, and when I was younger, like, reading books about climate change was really fascinating, um, and I thought about doing environmental policy, but I was so frustrated by the political system, I was like, I feel like I'm not going to be able to really make changes, so I wanted to do environmental engineering, um, it was actually my friend Eliza's idea, she thought I would like it, and, and then where I went to school, they didn't have it as a major, it was just a minor, so I did chemical engineering for undergrad, and so that was kind of... Part of the reason I wanted to go to grad school was that I could get into more of the field that I want to be in. And do you feel in this field that it's... How does it feel to be female in this field? Like, do you encounter a lot of other women engineers or not really? It really depends on the setting. Um, like, where I work now, there's, like, a lot of female scientists. Um, but, like, when I worked at a chemical plant, there were not that many girls. And it's a very different dynamic um, but in school, yeah, it's definitely, there's more male engineers, and it's something you kind of just get used to. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something I'm curious about is, as someone who's also working within the environmental movement, like, a lot of these environmental issues are also, like, tied to notion, like notions of masculinity. Like, the way we exploit our environment is very much like a patriarchal system of exploitation, and I encounter a lot of, like, female environmental activists who are really challenging that through, like, whether it's engineering or art or whatever. And so I'm curious to know if for you there's something advantageous, maybe, about being a woman within the environmental movement. And if there's a way you can kind of tap into a certain energy. You have a different perspective. Yeah, yeah. you have a different perspective. I mean, I honestly love being a woman in engineering because it's fun to to do something that's not considered, you know, the norm. Yeah. And it feels like I can bring in, you know, not just, like, what I do for the environment, which I hope is a positive change, but also, like, encouraging younger girls to do it as well and, mm -hmm. like, showing them that, you know, taking care of the environment in, like, 
from a scientist perspective is cool. Yeah. 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 I you, wonder. You would make girls be cool. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. <laughs> you like engineering really cool. Yeah, they're like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I'm wondering, like, because even though this we're getting better and better at this as a society, there's still these weird subtle messages when you're younger that, like, you know, science and math are, like, not really the girls' club, and they're more of the boys' club. Yeah. Did you ever, like, feel that way? It definitely, like, I kind of realized I like math late in high school, and it wasn't, like, a cool thing that I was like, <laughs> I love math, and everyone's like, oh, you're awesome. <laughs> um, so, yeah. The cool thing about Washi where I went to school was that everyone was very in school and, like, supportive of, like, you know, being an engineer and things. Right. Um, so that was a nice atmosphere where you weren't like, you know, what are you doing trying to be a girl in engineering? Everyone, mm-hmm. like, there are a lot of girls in my class, which made it... That's good. Made it feel more balanced. That's awesome. And it's cool that you discovered this thing that you loved and you just went with it. Like, not a lot of people, I think, love math or discover a love <laughs> yeah. for math, but you did, and you were like, you know, this is what I love, I'm going to keep on going. Yeah. It's really cool. And I love how... A lot of these passion projects, like you were saying, like Lily introduced you to running and Eliza got you thinking Mm -hmm. about environmental engineering. Like it's awesome to me that you really listen to your friends that way. I mean, making the room for like female friendships is really cool. (laughs) (laughs) And your friendships on the team you were talking about. Yeah. It's like those, those relationships and like those friendships, those mean so much to me, like more than anything else. Mm -hmm. So I really value them. So what are your like hopes for what you can accomplish in the environmental... I mean, that's too big a question. Not everything you can accomplish, but... <laughs> I'm going to fix climate change. <laughs> You're going to fix the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> but in You're terms welcome. of, like, what are things that you try to do on a daily basis, or what do you think that other people can do on a daily basis that can help the environmental movement? I think one thing, the more I got into the science of, like, climate change, because I do a lot of air quality things, that's, like, my focus. At first, I was, like oh, wow, this is a huge issue, we're all screwed, I can't do anything, like, I don't even need to recycle. Well, it just felt like everything was futile because these issues were so big. But I've tried to, like, especially this year, make my lifestyle, like, reflect my hopes Mm -hmm. for things. Like, you know, trying to bike more instead of driving and, you know, doing little things. Because I think it does make a difference. And I have that align with what I'm doing at work, which is, like, trying to reduce emissions and things like that. So I hope that I can, like, align my personal lifestyle with, like, the science research I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's nice to hear that from a scientist because sometimes it does feel like the little things are futile and don't matter. So it's encouraging to hear you say that they do matter. And I think so. I mean, you read... It is... It's so hard to sift through all of the conflicting information, but you read a lot from different psychologists about the value of encouraging these small steps because they have resonances we can't predict and they prime people to care more about the environment in yeah. ways that are really meaningful and we forget like we can embody the hope that we want like, exactly we can do that yeah, <laughs> yeah it's in our power yeah. yeah and whatever choices are in your power to make make those choices yeah. mm-hmm. um do you have advice to younger women who are maybe developing like an interest in either math and science or maybe environmental science yeah i guess just not to feel, to kind of embrace your nerdiness. And <laughs> yeah. To not to feel like it's less cool because it's not, you know, it may not seem as creative, but it really is. Mm. Like, 
some of the things I'm doing now, it's like, you know, trying to solve problems based on you get one piece of data and like you're trying to figure out what caused it. And like it's a very creative field. Right. And not to feel like you're not cool for doing it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Because engineering is cool. Plus, I can testament to the fact that Lucy's very cool, so. <laughs> uh, we can all agree. We can all agree. You should just check out her trophy planner. show. <laughs> I love how you're like, trophy shop, and I was like, planner. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> so organized. Um, also, yeah, if you're trying to be a female engineer, buy a planner. <laughs> you're going to need it. <laughs> and what about advice to young female runners? Um, Try and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And... You know, there's got to be ups and downs. Like, I've had injuries, and, you know, I still was sad, but to remember that you're doing it because it's fun and not to let the pressure ever take away that fun. And to just be confident in yourself. Like, that's the best thing I've gotten from running, I think, is just confidence, mm-hmm. like, in yourself in every way and, like, embrace that and don't be afraid to, to have an ego with that. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, there's so much talk, and, you know, I... I really like yoga and meditation, so I'm constantly trying to, like, you know, get rid of my ego or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But there are certain times when, like, especially as a girl, you're like, I'm going to have a lot of ego right now. <laughs> and, like, in a kind of a yeah. productive way. Like, no, yeah. like, no one to use it, because it's your superpower. So I like that. Huh. Uh, I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I say that, like, every episode. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> but cool. that's true. Do you feel like running has made you feel more powerful? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think before, even in high school, I wasn't very, like, confident or, like, I didn't necessarily think I was, like, that great. But, like, it's just made me feel like I can do a lot and Uh do whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. I mean, it's like we were talking about before, getting so in tune with your body and your goals. You're seeing yourself strengthen. You're Mm -hmm. seeing yourself improve. Yeah. You're learning how to take care of yourself. It's very cool how I feel like your sport has brought you on this personal journey. Yeah, definitely. And I just love that idea of embracing the ego. (laughs) It's your superpower. Yeah, totally, (laughs) because we're just taught to, like, if we like ourselves too much, that's unattractive. And we can love ourselves and also be, like, flawed, but also be, like, I'm awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm just, like, being me. (laughs) I feel like every time we hang out, I'm just, like, we're hot. (laughs) (laughs) We might not say that too much. probably too much. (laughs) We're, like, in an empty restaurant. We're so hot. Yeah. <laughs> do you have favorite um like body care, self care like routines that you mm, do? Yes. So being a runner, being a student athlete for so long, like your routines are what get you through the weeks mm-hmm. alive. Um so I definitely like I stretch every day and I also do a lot of like foam rolling and Which is what? That's where it's like a, a foam cylinder you roll around on to help like mm. break up the scar tissue in your muscles. Uh-huh. Um I also go get like a really deep tissue sports massage once every two weeks because I've just realized that, you know, I need that in order to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's cool. That's something that you just decided, like, you're going to pay for it because you know that you need it and you like it and it's good for you. Yeah, and I it's really just worth it. That. Yeah, and your it. body's worth it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And also just, you know, the little things like staying hydrated and never going, leaving the house without a snack and, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> all those types of things. I learned that from Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> you should always have like a, a power bar or something because you don't know. Yeah. You, you don't know. know when you're gonna get hungry. Yeah, you never have enough snacks. <laughs> and water—that's a big one too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So elemental. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I also, the other day, Lucy said she likes reading because it's like exercise for her mind. <laughs> it's, rest is very important, but it's good to exercise your mind while you're resting your body. Mm-hmm. I love reading. Mm-hmm. Any favorite books you've read recently, whether they're related to engineering or running or nutrition Ooh, or none of the above? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I'm really reading a cool book about nutrition right now. Um, called Nourishing Wisdom, um, and it's just a cool, like, holistic view of, you know, how society views, like, dieting and things like that, yeah. um, mm-hmm. so I think that's really interesting, and then before that, I was reading a book on renewable energy, so I'm kind of all over the map. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. A triple threat. <laughs> With two threats. With two threats. <laughs> I love that. I mean, this theme keeps recurring, but just, like, the holistic view of nutrition and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's just so cool that being such an intense athlete seems to have really introduced you and taken you further down this path of like holistic self-care yeah mind body it's really cool yeah I love that it's an important part of your life but it's not your whole life yeah like there's room Mm -hmm. for other things to grow which is cool Mm -hmm. and I think necessary for everyone definitely what are your dreams in the future in your running career um well I hope that I'll be able to keep training um in the steeplechase and you know as a post-collegiate you can still compete in a lot of meets with like professionals um but I hope that I can do that while I'm working and just keep trying to get better because I realize that I just love, like, the process of training. And so even though, like, my eligibility is done, I still want to keep getting stronger and just enjoying it. That's so cool. You love the process and not just the, like, outcome. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's something I can apply to. That's yeah. one thing. My coaching at Wash used to say that all the time, you know, enjoy the process. And it's so true because, you know, you, you get one good race and it's over, you know, you're happy for like a day, but if that's what's fueling you, it's not going to take you very far. That's so true. I got to remember that. That's another t-shirt. Enjoy the process. So many t-shirts come out of You have to quote Jeff Styles on that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, great. I mean, do you have any more questions? I feel I feel like I'm very inspired. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm gonna go enjoy the process. I like want to go on a run for maybe five minutes. Good job. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Yeah, thanks for thank having me. We're so honored. The honor is all mine. <laughs> and with that, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you, Lucy. <laughs> and thanks all you listeners for tuning into Shapes We Make. Again, you can check us out www.shapeswemake.com You can follow us on Twitter at Shapes We Make or Instagram <laughs> at Shapes We Make at Shapes We Make <laughs> or Facebook or Facebook at, at Shapes We Make <laughs> and thank you so much to our good friend the good bad witch Mima Good who has written and recorded our theme music for us make sure to check her out as well at www.mimagood.com she's a total badass And I just feel amazingly honored to be surrounded by badass women, so I hope you've got some of that energy around you wherever you are in the world. And thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Yeah. The shapes we make